Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What are you drinking? Vinny. Cake bread. Chardonnay. Haney. McUltra. Vinny and Haney. 105.7 The Fan. I say I'm really uh, proud of our guys. I think I've said many times I think we have the best coaching staff in the world. Uh, so I think any opportunities that they get, you know, I'm, I support and I'm excited for them. Everything they do with the interview is set up outside of the work here. That's all done either late at night, later in the evening. It's not really about that. I don't think. I don't. I think we're just gonna we're gonna have a great week of practice and, and try to get better in every single area, get sharper. One of the things we talked about was you know, um, you know, be be your own biggest critic. You're also your own biggest advocate. Just get the ball to the, to, to the playmakers. That's my job. You know, I'm not trying to, I can't run and hand it to them. You know, so I got to try my best to, you know, my ability to get the ball to those guys and let them do the rest. It's, it's great to see Joe back playing, you know, back playing, you know, because um, I always felt he was elite, you know, just from my rookie year watching him practice, seeing him throw the ball across the field from, you know, just flat foot and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, this guy, his arm a cannon, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll be great to play against him, though. Lamar Jackson, see Matt with the media yesterday, out at one winning drive, talking about Joe Flacco, who was the starting quarterback of the Ravens when Lamar was drafted back in 2018. And the question was, looking forward to watching Joe in the playoffs, and they will play the Browns coming up, Cleveland against Houston on Saturday, a game you can hear on 105.7 The Fan. And you heard Lamar, you know, watching in practice. I remember talking to Jacoby Jones, and Torrey Smith about Joe's arm. Oh, yeah. And Jacoby's like, his throws are like punts. That's what the loft is. We talk about, well, he doesn't throw an accurate deep ball because he doesn't get any air under it. Right. Joe got air under it with velocity, and it was tight, and all of that fun stuff. So there was no, no denying his arm talent. And I think, and Joe Flacco nor Lamar Jackson have said this to me, this narrative that Joe kind of dismissed him during his rookie season and wasn't much of a mentor, I think that's a false narrative. I think uh, Lamar and Joe respected each other, and Joe Flacco by nature is not, certainly not demonstrative in front of everybody on the sidelines in TV cameras. I think he was uh, much more welcoming to Lamar Jackson than people give him credit for five years ago. Yeah, I mean, look at him on the sidelines, Bobby. He sit by himself all the time on the bench over there. Still does. Yeah. So he doesn't talk to a lot of, I fall asleep at the Cleveland game. (laughs) 
But man, I mean, but, uh, like, well, he like was like dis- uh, yeah. I'm not doing anything to help him. No, it's not true. No, I, I don't. I don't believe that. I think. I think Joe felt like he still sh- should be and could be the starter. I felt like that. That he's not ready. I'm not ready to go be the backup. I think he felt that. And he saw the writing on the wall when they draft a quarterback in the first round. It's yeah. like, now you need to show us like Aaron Rodgers did when they drafted Green Bay Jordan Love. Yep. And he went out and won two MVPs. And now Jordan Love, ironically enough, is like Green Bay to the playoffs. And then Joe moves on. Lamar took over. And the rest is history. So I don't think there's any uh, animosity between those two at all. But Lamar, like the rest of us, we're going to be watching or listening, Nolan, on 105.7 The Fan. I want to keep stressing that this weekend, Super Wildcard Weekend, that you can hear the game on The Fan, Cleveland and Houston. And if Cleveland wins and other circumstances, say they go chalk, Cleveland's coming to Baltimore. Yep. And you heard Lamar say, yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Let's bring it on. Yeah. I think that would be one of the zaniest games at M&T Bank Stadium in the history of Ravens football. L- let me ask you this, Bob. If you're Mike McDonald, who do you fear more, Flacco or Stroud? I think there's a more multifaceted game from C.J. Stroud. And Stroud, the first game, the second half, he was pretty damn good. Yeah, but Flacco's got that playoff experience, the big play strike ability, and Cooper and Njoku. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, if we even get to it. Some crazy things happen in the playoffs that might prevent that from being a reality at all. Also heard Lamar Jackson talking about spreading the ball around offensively this year where his stats in regards to touchdowns or rushing the ball aren't what they were back at 19, but we've seen him be more giving and sharing in the second half of the season as he solidified his hold on his second most valuable player trophy. Well, I think I... And the loss of Andrews probably had a role. Right, in that I think too. that and the loss of Giro, I think, was the biggest part because he's asked to do more things, Lamar. Whereas before, Giro didn't even like wide receivers, Bob. Never liked wide receivers. How about the Ravens? They used to give him they used to give Giro to for the draft. Grade the top fifty guys and then rank them. And you know who would be at the top of the list? The tight ends, the running backs. Oh, the, the receivers were at the end, no matter who they were at the end. He never wanted to draft a wide receiver. So, I mean, if he's calling plays, what does that mean? You know, he, he's, not, he, he's not intending to throw to wide receivers. So I think the whole thing when uh, Todd Munkin came in and everything, I think that changed like the thinking of what they want to do offensively that, you know what? We outgrew the other stuff. We need to get into reality. But, you know, instead of just being zeroed in on Zay Flowers or Mark Andrews, now everybody seems to eat a little bit here. I think that's because he's got to read the coverage and he's got to go with what the play is, you know? So I think that before it was like, you do this, that's where you're throwing the ball because it looked like he was never reading anything. So I think now, all right, I'm going to one, going to two. Got to read the coverage. Now it's kind of up to Todd Munkin. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7, the Pat Total Request <laughs> Thursday. You want to get in, you can at 410-583-1057. Also heard from John Harbaugh, not concerned, rust versus rest. You can learn lessons and things might change. 
I just think that day, five years ago, four years ago, whatever it was against Tennessee, they were circumstances went against them. A lot of self-inflicted damage. Tennessee was trying. I don't think it had anything to do, Vinny, personally, with the way they had planned for that game. Rest, taking buys, uh, not starting players. I just think that particular night, they had two hurt key contributors and Mark Andrews and Mark Ingram, and that turned out to haunt them big time. I think that haunted them. And I don't then, think it uh, had no rest versus rust. Well, and then I think uh, King Henry rushing for a couple hundred hurt him too. You know, they didn't they didn't tackle him. I just think that mentally they're going to be more. I, I Bob and and I don't know for a fact, but if you interviewed them all, were you thinking about? Did you have Kansas City on your mind? I would say they would probably kind of like we did. I mean, hell, we were talking about game of K- destiny, right? Talking about it by midseason, right? And and then now, and I like what Harbs is doing, practicing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I like that. I think Saturday. You know, nobody's allowed in there, and they're going to allow family members and stuff. So, to me, it's kind of a walkthrough, Bob, and you're going to have your kids and and stuff around, which is kind of cool, but keeps them in town. That's the thing. Also heard from John Harbaugh as we started the show here. Oh, by the way, hello, Nolan. We forgot to mention Nolan. Nolan McGraw, how you doing? Morning, Morning, everyone. Morning, Nolan. Uh, The interview request for Todd Munkin and uh, Mike McDonald which are there, and they can meet virtually. And then I think after the divisional round, you can yes. do it in, yep. uh, in face, face-to-face. Well, it's funny because since we left here yesterday, two coaching vacancies are available now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think, Vinny, right around the time I got home, You're right. the Pete Carroll stuff started coming out around quarter to three, whatever it was. I'm like, okay. That was surprising. Especially when it was like a mutual agreement that he'll be reassigned. And but did you hear his press conference? Oh, he was crying. Yeah, and I, I still, still have energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was all fired up. So that one came to me out of nowhere. Yeah, me too. And then today, this morning, uh, not maybe as surprising, Belichick's. Yeah. Is he retiring? It's a Well, from what I was reading this morning, him and Robert Kraft decided to have a all good kumbaya, no Best hard thing feelings. For the organization. Yeah. So and he's they're meeting together on. at noon. He the Bell, Bill's at the press conference. Well, and then Bob, right after the one that shocked me even more was didn't it shock you when Saban retired too? But uh, with McDonald and with Monken, right? I don't see either one of them replacing. No, Nick Saban. Sounds we'll like we'll get to it in a second. Quinn. In Seattle, that makes sense because he was there with Pete for long, so they know him. And then Vrabel or Mayo sounds like in New England. So for Munkin and McDonald, two more openings became available, and their candidacy remains to be seen for sure. I was reading this morning as well, you can't believe everything you read, that Belichick to Atlanta might be somewhat of a momentum generator here. Well, I heard Adam Schefter, you know, was talking this morning on saying that that you know because Arthur Smith or Arthur Blank tried to hire Bill Parcells at one point, you know, after I think I, I'm not sure exactly, but when he was older. And then I texted Adam. I said, Adam, Arthur Blank offered Joe Gibbs the job before he came back to the Redskins. He was going to go to the Falcons. 
But Dan brought him back to the Reds, and you know, and he wanted to come back to the Redskins. So although Arthur Blank has history of bringing in those types of guys, so I can see I can see Atlanta in a heartbeat bringing in Belichick. So Belichick out in New England. Him and Kraft, as Vinny said, are going to meet with the media coming up at noon. And then Nick Saban, he retires. It's funny because Carroll's 72, Saban's 72, Belichick's going to be 72. They all have uh, – Carroll's got, what, a couple of national championships, Super Bowl. Uh, Saban's got seven national titles at the collegiate level. The Super Bowl rings are plentiful. He needs two hands. Belichick – in the National Football League, and they're all kind of connected. Belichick was with Saban, was with Belichick. I think Carroll and Saban were together back in 1990 in, uh, in a, a job way back when, and then Belichick replaced Carroll in New England. So there's all sort of connections there between the two. Yeah. And, and similar ages as well. Yeah. And they've all, and they've all, all been great. All been great, you know. I mean, that's that's the thing about it is, you know. I mean, um, I met I met Saban Bob when he was at Michigan State. That's when I met him, and he was he was nice. I mean, he was talkative then, and you know, I mean, he was a really he was a good guy to the scouts and stuff. When you would go in there, he was awesome. Um, and then I do remember though when he left to go to LSU, Bob. Because uh, I knew some of his assistants. Yeah, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban replaced Pete Carroll as Ohio State secondary coach in 1980. In 19, yeah, because Pete was, Bob, Pete was in 1978, he was our DB coach at Iowa State. It was his first job because he was with Lou Holtz as a GA at Arkansas. Pete was. Mm-hmm. Then Earl Bruce who worked with Lou at Arkansas, you know, hired him at Iowa State to be the secondary coach. Then Woody left, you know, or Woody got Woody punched Hayes. a guy. Woody Hayes punched a guy. And then Earl Bruce, Earl Bruce took over. And then Earl went to Ohio State and then Pete went with him. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. So we got a lot to get to. Coaching carousel, NFL, big one in Alabama, who replaces Nick Saban. Heard Florida State guy, Norville could be uh, top of their list. Sounds like Lanning is the top Dan guy. Lanning. Well, Kirby Smart's not leaving. No. Georgia. But Lanning, I didn't realize, Bob, Lanning was a GA in 2015 at Alabama. And then most recently he was at Al- or Georgia for a couple of years until he got the head job at Oregon. So it's and, – and I did see that they want to have a coach within 72 hours, Alabama. The clock is ticking. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. Total request Thursday. Pick a song. We'll play it. Nolan McGraw is on the other side of the glass. Damon Evans, University of Maryland, AD, joining us at 1030. Terps tonight host Michigan. Michigan's leading scorer not playing tonight. He's a double secret probation. We'll talk about Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Add that and more. Vinny and Haiti. Put your headphones in and ignore your coworkers. 1057 The Fan. Experience, I'm going to say, just knowing more, you know, just from seeing so much in my, in my six years, just seeing a lot, I see that's where I've grown, grown the most. Lamar Jackson yesterday, the presumptive MVP of 2023 would be his second, was voted yesterday by his peers, the NFL PA, as the MVP of the league, for well, first-team quarterback, clarify that one, but talking about what happened to him personally since 19. Disappointing loss. Ravens were 10.5 point favorites in that game, by the way. Trailed the whole time. Played like they were losing by 40. We said it the Monday after the loss because it was a Saturday. And I'll say it. Anybody ask me, Vinny, about that game? They they panicked. Yep. They coached. They panicked. And Lamar talked about maturity and growth. And maybe... Missing the last two Decembers, 21, where they fell short of the playoffs, and then last year making it, but he didn't play. Maybe that had a part in some maturity and growth, too. Watching his team down the stretch not reach the goals they had set for themselves. I'm sure that, Bob, probably more importantly, I, I would imagine Harbs and whatever coaches were here, they learned a lot, too, because they they might have been, oh, this is an you know, in the back of your head, uh, you know, they maybe they got Kansas, but that's not Harvest's mentality. But, you know, the way that they were kicking everybody's ass every game, you know, I mean, they were just dominating people. That yeah. I mean, Lamar and Nolan, I don't want you to look it up, but correct me if I'm wrong off the top of your head. He sat out, we're talking 19, sat out the finale. Yep. And I think because they were winning so comfortably, he missed like another game of just being benched in the fourth quarter. If he accumulated over the course of 16 games at that time. No doubt. There was at least four games that he was resting well early in the second half. Sure. So to Vinny's point, it's like, this is easy. Yeah. Just throw the ball out there. Watch us win by 20. Eh, it wasn't reality. And, and I'll, I'll bet you if, if we were to go back to 19, Bob, at this same time and got the interviews from Lamar, totally different sounding guy than he is today. In regards to prep for the game or how he's feeling I in the lead-up? I just think uh, what he's learned and the uh, experiences that he's had. He didn't have any experience in 19. You know, he just... Well, they had played in 18. Right. And the Chargers had like 12 defensive backs, and you're only allowed 11 players on right, defense. Right. But he settled down in the second half of that game, and then 
was kind of just cruising. I mean, this was a dude that was wearing sunglasses on the bench at yeah. third quarter games they were winning so easy. Right. But I, I just think it's a much more mature guy. And and I think when you've gone when you're coming into it now and you're one and three, you know, you understand the stakes. And he's riding a heater throwing the ball too. Yes, With seven he is. touchdowns in his yeah. last two starts. Let's get out to the phones. Four ten five eight three one oh five seven Vinny and Haiti Bob Haiti Vinny Serato. Nolan McGraw it's uh total request Thursday pick a song that was Pink Floyd by the way. Run like hell but get your votes in starting at eleven. Four featured artists Friday Damon Evans, athletic director, University of Maryland, will be joining us. He's an SEC guy. I'm sure he's got some thoughts on uh, Nick Saban. But Maryland tonight against Michigan. Wolverines minus their top score. We'll talk about that in due time. But let's get out to Jason in East Baltimore. Jason, what's up, dude? How you feeling? Uncle Bob, Uncle Vinny, my two guys, what's up? Uh, Same all. How are you? Man, I'm so disappointed some of these Ravens fans, man. They secretly closet Cleveland Browns fans because of Joe Flacco (laughs) (laughs) and they want to see them beat the Ravens and 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 spoil our Super Bowl season strictly because they don't want to you know concede to Lamar Jackson and it's sad man because Joe Flacco then moved on that's like you get into a fight with your wife's ex-boyfriend and he remarried and she secretly want him to win (laughs) (laughs) Think about this for a minute. That's just as crazy as Joe Flacco at home talking about, I love the city of Baltimore so much and the Ravens fan base. I'm going to go out here and throw 16 interceptions to make sure the Ravens win. He's not thinking like that. He's moved on. I think the Ravens fans should have been moved on a long time ago, but that's neither here nor there. And let's not Um, forget either, Jason, real quick, that a lot of Ravens fans ragged on Joe Flacco all the time. I killed him. He was Vinny was killing him. Nobody really respected him, and so now it's always revisionist history. Now, and I, I was a Joe Flacco guy. I was wacko for Flacco, but now they're talking about the dude. Some people, not all, that he was like Johnny Unitas. It's like no. But but just think about this for a minute, Bob. So Lamar took us to the playoffs as a rookie, right? Never been to the playoffs before and was a little bit, you know, overwhelmed. And they were screaming, we want Flacco. He was thrown on the the sideline, remember? Right. And he's the same people now screaming, MVP for Lamar. Lamar know the love fake. But anyway, um, think about this, though. The two full seasons that Lamar Jackson played the entire season, he's going to win MVP in both of them. 2019, he played the full season, won the MVP. After that, he got sick with COVID the next year. After that, a couple injuries following years. This year, he played a complete season. If he won it again, the two full seasons he played as MVP. Now, what does that tell you about Lamar Jackson? That's elite. That's that's spectacular. Well, you, you, know, know, what's, I mean? you know what's cool about it is, is in 19, he was a totally different. He won that one by running the ball and then being thrown for a lot of touchdowns because they could run the ball so well. This year, he's won by scrambling throw by being a quarterback, being an right. NFL quarterback more. So in 19, he was more like a college quarterback, but now he, you know, because in 19 people like, well, just make him throw the ball from the pocket. Now it's like, people don't say that anymore. Plus he got the weapons and he got the coaching, but two more things I want to say before I get out of here. One of the things is they talk about that Tennessee loss, the first loss in the playoffs. I know I blame the, I blame the OC on that one. A lot of us did, but, 
Look at Lamar's stats in that game. Yeah. 365 yards passing and 140 yards rushing in the same game in the defeat. If that was somebody else, they would have said, that kid played his heart out. Look what he look at the numbers he put up in that game. That's incredible. They just couldn't that's finish, man. Over 500 yards of offense. They couldn't by stop one him. Player. Was the problem? It was about right. they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop Henry. But but hold up, Vinny. I want to say one last thing before I get out of here because I know you got other people. But yeah. check this out. I really think that teams shouldn't be allowed to talk to coordinators until the season is completely over. To to the champions been crowned. Stop interviewing these guys right before they go to the playoffs. I've seen this happen to us in 2019, and it pissed me off because I believe it affected Greg Roman because he talked to the Browns, and they told him he had to evolve as a pass, his passing offense. Then he come out the next game against Tennessee and threw the ball, had Lamar throw the ball almost 60 times. I think it was 50 times, and we had never threw the ball that much since he was the offensive coordinator, period. So you can't tell me that. That conversation didn't affect the way he called, he called that game, man. And I hope that um, going forward, man, somebody put that in place. You can't. That's that's tampering. How are you going to talk to somebody in the middle yeah. of, of of a season, the playoff season, at that? Jason, we got. Hey, Jason, I hear you, bud. We got to run because we got Damon Evans coming up. But it's kind of been the rule for a while. For Bob in '94, we lost both our quarter, and we went to the Super Bowl. And Shanahan already had the Denver job, and then Ray Rhodes got the Philly job. Yeah, so it, it it's unfortunate, but you know teams wanna they want to fill the the hole, and they want to get. Now it's all about moving on to the next year. The the only thing is, Bob. I mean, if if like if but somebody does it become comes, a distraction though? Oh, yeah, it has to. It has to because how excited would you be? Like somebody's coming, you know, to give you that type of jump and salary and the whole I don't thing. Know. What time they come and they'll let me know when they start <laughs> ringing the bells. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. We'll come back. Damon Evans, athletic director, University of Maryland. Terps hosting Michigan tonight. Two struggling teams. So somebody's got to win. And hopefully it's Maryland at Gaming and here on The Fan. Charles Walker, Baltimore Sun. Talk about Baltimore, the Ravens, that is. 11 o'clock. You're on the phones. We'll get you after Damon. It's total request. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Thursday. Taking sports to a whole new level. 1057 The Fan. Hey, 1057 The Fan. Total request Thursday. Pick a song, we'll play it. Nolan McGraw's over there waiting. It's like a regular Casey Kasem over there. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Terps tonight hosting Michigan. Two teams off to rough starts in the Big Ten. Wolverines without their leading score. We'll get into all of that. Joining us now to talk about what's happening in College Park, WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's the athletic director for the Terps. 
He is Damon Evans. Damon, good morning. What is up? Hey, you guys, I'm just uh, lucky to be on the show. You're just along for the ride. I hear you, man. Everybody <laughs> else, it's our world. You're living in it. You got, you got any NIL dollars for me? Uh, let's see. I just uh, lost it on scratch-offs. I don't know if you hear the... Uh... <laughs> but, but, Damon, before we get to uh, Maryland and all the fun stuff happening in College Park tonight against Michigan and beyond, but Nick Saban, he retired, kind of surprised most people uh, late yesterday afternoon, you're an SEC guy, of course, University of Georgia, and we're talking about maybe the Vince Lombardi of college football here. Uh, your thoughts on uh, maybe the greatest of all time, and that's up for debate, but either way, saying, eh, I'm done. It, it was a little bit of a surprise. We all knew this day was uh, coming, and it was closer than probably a lot of people, uh, especially those Alabama fans, had wanted. But, uh, you know, surprised. He's one of the, the greatest. You know, I, I don't know how we can say he's not the greatest. Um, he's done what he's done uh, with the number of national championships. And when I look at it from a standpoint of staying on top, uh, once you get to the mountaintop, he was able to find a way to stay on top. He was able to find a way to constantly adjust and adapt. And I like business models and how companies adjust and adapt to the changing times. Uh, he was at one point in time, they were a defensive team and they were beating people nine to seven and things of that nature. Then all of a sudden the spread offense comes along and he, he goes that route. Uh, he brought in so many different personalities like Lane Kiffin and others that he was able to manage and provide leadership. And our guy, Coach Loxley, went there and learned a lot from him and he made Locks a better coach. So this uh, individual, in Nick Saban, has done so much for the game of, of college football, so much for coaches. Kirby Smart, who's leading my alma mater right now, uh, comes off of his tree. And as I said, Loxley here, and you think about Sarkeesian at Texas, and the list goes on and on. He will be missed, but I'm sure he'll be around, and, and uh, he deserves every uh, bit of credit and all the accolades that are coming his way. Hey, Damon, how would you like to be the AD at Alabama? Because, you know, I mean, it's a great job, but, you know, if you're a coach going in, do I, how do I follow Nick Saban? Well, you got to be yourself. I mean, uh, Greg Byrne, I, I know Greg Byrne, the AD there. I've known him for a number of years. One of the, 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 the beauties about Alabama, they got the money, they got the resources, and they got the tradition. So they're going to get a good football coach. Money's not going to be an issue uh, for them. But I, 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 I always caution people, don't expect someone to come in and do what Nick Saban mm -hmm. has done. That, that, that's, that's difficult. What you want someone is to take the reins, lead your program, and, and have you competing in that national championship space. But if you think that you're going to go out and get someone who's going to replace or replicate what uh, Nick Saban did at the University of Alabama, then you're just fooling yourself. Now, Damon, you're a good guy to ask because you were at Georgia Dooley's last year. So, number one, what would it be like for the Alabama players with a new coach coming in? Because you had Ray Golf, who I recruited against a lot, and I, I don't, I don't need to go into Ray Golf, and and then you know, like going and having a new coach come in. What, what's it going to be like for those players, like it was for you? It, it, you know, well, I, we were surprised that uh, Coach Dooley at the time was stepping down. I remember it vividly. We were at the Gator Bowl and I woke up that morning and someone says to me, hey, you guys, you know, uh, Coach Dooley's stepping down. I, I rolled over and went back to sleep. I said, come on, quit with the jokes. <laughs> um, 
But it, 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 you're surprised, you're caught off guard as as a player. But this is a different day and age. When when that happened with me, uh, you know, kids weren't talking about transferring right. or leaving because there was no one-time transfer exception now to transfer freely whenever you want. And two, there just was a more of a sense of loyalty of wanting to play for that program as well. As much as we wanted to play for Vince Dooley, we also wanted to play at Georgia. So I think – for players nowadays, it's a little bit different. You wake up, you think that you've got one coach who is uh, the greatest of all time, and now all of a sudden he's not coaching. So now you've got to take a step back and say, is this a, the place for me? I, I would always tell the, the young men, and I'm sure Greg's done this, wait and let us get a coach in here and then make a decision on what you want to do. Remember, this is Alabama, guys, and we're going to be okay. David Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland, joining us here, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fantasy, does every Thursday. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. All right, let's talk about tonight, College Park, 7 o'clock tip, Xfinity Center, Big Ten action, Maryland taking on the Wolverines. Both teams, Damon, as you're well aware of, struggling so far in conference play. Both are one and three. Michigan comes in, though. Uh, Doug McDaniel, their leading scorer, leading assist guy. He's not traveling with the team. Juwan Howard has made an executive decision there. Looking at it, you know it's all Big Ten all day from here on out. But a lot of these games coming up next couple of weeks are on the road. So stating the obvious big game for the Terps tonight here. Every game we play uh, going forward is a big game. We need a win. Let's Let's just cut to the chase, guys. Yep. Uh, our team has not uh, performed like we all had hoped right now, uh, but there's plenty of basketball remaining. I have a strong faith in, in, in Kevin Willard uh, and in our guys. They're working hard, so that makes me feel good. But I know this is there's some challenges before us. Uh, we got to play hard tonight. Um, we got to make sure that we we take care of this home court advantage. Uh, that we have and get back on the right side of the, the column. That, that that losing column is not fun to be in. Uh, I want to win, and I know Willard wants to win, and our young men want to, and tonight presents another great opportunity. Hey, Damon, you've told us in the past you meet with Locks every Monday. How often do you meet with Willard? You know what? I meet with Willard usually uh, every two weeks. I just uh, had a meeting with him on this past Monday. I always have uh, an opportunity to sit down. Basketball is a little bit different because they've got two games a week, sometimes three games a week, so just trying to catch each other. But we do have a standing meeting uh, every two weeks just to catch up with one another, talk about things, share what I see. He shares uh, with me what he sees. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm so excited about the future of this program. And I want to remind people, you know, we'll, we'll never make up an excuse here because this is a school that should – uh, compete at a high level in, in basketball, and uh, we will, and Willard will do that. Yeah, top fifteen every year, Damon. I'm not asking for much, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I like it. I, <laughs> hey, man, you, you, hey, hey, I agree. And, and we need to be, we need to be a top program year in and year out, and that's what we're going to build for, and, and that's what I've got to make sure I'm doing the right things to support this program and, and, and get it to where we all want it to be. All right, what else is happening down there in College Park? I know lacrosse is ready to rock and roll as always. Well, i got to give a shout-out to uh, Mike Loxley for the prestigious Washingtonians of the Year award that he received. Uh, Lox is just someone who represents us so well. Uh, they've been providing this award. The Washingtonian Magazine has put out this list for 52 years. And for our coach to be recognized is significant. So I'm excited for Locks. 
you know, we've got a lot of things happening here in College Park with our wrestling team, uh, ranked number 21, hosting number 13 Michigan on Friday in the Pavilion. I'm excited about that. Gymnastics is uh, about to start as well. Track and field competes at Penn State uh, this weekend. And then our women's basketball team will be making up a game that we had to postpone against Purdue. And we're going to be making up that game this uh, weekend on Sunday at noon. So a lot going on. And, guys, if you'll indulge me for a second, yeah. I just want to, I want to say to our fans out there, I, I hear a lot about whether or not Maryland has the resources to compete in this new landscape mm -hmm. uh, and, and what other schools have and what we don't have and can we do what we need to do. I'm here to tell you we're going to make sure that we find the resources at the University of Maryland to compete at the highest level. That's my job. But also I know this, we need the help of all of our people. And I want to thank everyone out there who's stepped up to help us. But I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm going to work my tail off to make sure that we provide the necessary resources for our coaches and student-athletes to be uh, successful. And I'm going to embrace all the change that's out there, whether it's NIL and Transfer Portal, and I'm going to turn that into an advantage for us. That's what we have to do here at the University of Maryland. And I want to thank our fans, our alums, our supporters for standing by us and helping us out uh, through these changing times. Well said. Damon, any song for Total Request Thursday here? Absolutely, baby. Let, let's go with Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Nice. I was thinking more like Give Me Money, That's All I Want by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> that's, next, that's, that's next time. <laughs> all right, David, appreciate it. Have fun down at the Xfinity tonight. Thanks, guys. All right, Damon. Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland. Come back, reset the program, take your phone calls. Childs Walker, uh, Baltimore Sun will be joining us. Talk about the Ravens back at practice yesterday. Zay Flowers didn't practice any cause for concern postseason awards have been plentiful for baltimore but it's all about taking the next step in the playoffs is this team capable of doing so uh, until the gold club opens make it rain benny and haney grab an umbrella. 1057 the fan here comes the sun damon evans george harrison composition Maybe the sun will shine on your team tonight against Michigan College Hoops. Maryland favored in this game. Doug McDaniel, Juwan Howard announced that uh, he can't travel. He can play home games, but he can't go on the road. Why? Academic oh. reasons. But why not just either you suspend him or you don't? Yeah. Why? Oh, you could play at home, but you can't travel on the road. So, point is, he ain't playing tonight. He, he's a little guy, good three-point shooter. They're actually a pretty good three-point shooting team, but leads them in scoring and assists. So, mine is him. And there's no excuses for you, Maryland. No. And it's an interesting battle, too, because Michigan sucks defensively, but Maryland sucks offensively. <laughs> so, who's going to out-suck the other? And you can hear that game. Uh, if I'm Willard, the build up is great. My, my pregame talk is: listen, guys, it's not about who we. It's about us. 
If we can make baskets, we can beat anybody. Yeah, Maryland should beat them with this guy. Right. And if they don't beat them without their best player or their leading scorer, I, I don't know. All right, let's get out to the phones. You got Childs Walker joining us, Baltimore Sun, talks of Ravens. You got Whip Around 15, more of your phone calls. Uh, you got Lamar's going to win MVP. Are you worried about the 2019 versus 2023 rest and rust and all that stuff? Let's go to Owings Mills. It's Harry. Harry, thanks for holding what's happening. Not a problem. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. How are you, Bob, and how are you, Vin? Doing Very all good. right, Harry. Good, good. I just had a couple of things I wanted to run over, and Vinny and both of you want to ask your opinion. Um, the first thing I wanted to cover is, and I haven't been fully tracking, but as far as Mike McDonald, if he has a situation where he's offered a job, a head coaching position, is he obligated to leave and take that position and not complete his duties as the defensive coordinator for the Ravens? That's my first question. If you can answer now, that would be great. I'll just hold on. No. he, he He's – Mike Shanahan in 94 had the Denver job, and, and he – they want to – I mean, if you're going to the Super Bowl, you're going to the playoffs, you want to stay and go with what you started. Yeah, I, I remember mean, older time, Bill Arnsbarger and yeah. Shula waited to coach that last Super Bowl. They won Super Bowl eight, I think it was, and then took the Giants job. So, yeah, yeah I think they can hang. Yeah. Okay. okay. And there's well, and, and here's the other thing. It's not like college where you got to leave to go recruit. You know, pro football, okay. nothing is happening in February. You know, what am I, what am I going to go to? I'm going to go see the combine. I just want to make sure we didn't lose. Well, no, he's not going. He's he's going to be there throughout. Hopefully through February, whenever the Super Bowl is. Okay. Great news. And so here's my other thing. Um, Dalvin Cook. Now, I've seen some analysis out there where people are saying Dalvin Cook is not as bad as the numbers show when he was with the Jets. And they blamed it, said, well, you know, the Jets didn't have a good offensive line. But when you take a look, you have Dalvin Cook, who averaged 3.2 yards per carry behind that same Jets offensive line, where Brees Hall averaged four and a half yards per carry. So the analysis thinking, saying, well, he's not as bad as the number show. Do you think that analysis carries water? Hey, thanks, Harry. I think there's some to that. The other thing I would say is that um, Brees Hall knew the offense, and Dalvin Cook is just coming in and learning the offense. But otherwise, I mean, you make a good point. I mean, they got the same offensive line, and they're running the same plays, and one guy's average. Kind of reminds you of, like, Ingram when he was here you know, one year to the next, and, and Gus Bus was averaging six. Remember last Friday, Nolan, we had Jonas on, Jonas Schaefer, who I have on tomorrow, and Vinny, you were off. And he, we talked about Cook, and he did one of the analytic stat film breakdowns, and apparently he's lost a step. It's not necessarily their own line sucks. And I think that became noticeable last year, even with Minnesota. Mm, that's why they didn't. That's why they didn't want him back. Like his expected this and expected that wasn't expected to be as bad as it was. It's Vinny at 8105.7 The Fan. That being said, you know, Melvin Gordon didn't do himself any favors last week against Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that subject and more with Childs Walker, Baltimore Sun, whip around 11:15, and then your phone calls at 410-583-1057. Super wild card weekend. You can hear it on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 